0: Let's cancel everybody and everything. Yeah, if you are a uh, public person, especially if you're in politics and you haven't been canceled, just wait. Uh, It's coming. I'll have a story later on in the show about how the New York Times may have qualified for a cancellation of its own based on its history, which is kind of interesting to think of the people that they love to cancel. But here's a cancellation possibility for today. Maybe you've heard of Kamau Marshall, K-A-M-A-U. I'm... Not sure of the pronunciation, but he 's joe biden 's top communications aide, and according to Fox News, who has the story it it looks like uh, Mr. Marshall has said some sexist things that might be coming back to haunt him. Not any of these uh, things should, in a normal world, cost anybody their job, but this is uh, two thousand and twenty and there are some of the here are some of the examples of what uh, Kamal tweeted tweet is tweeting is a problem for a lot of people. This is what he uh, tweeted. Even though I like power women, I need her to know her place, meaning I wear the pants. What a terribly rotten thing to say. And can we have someone with evil thoughts like this roaming the halls of the White House someday? Just terrible. And how about this from 2012? Nice guys finish last because they make sure their girl comes first. He's going to get canceled for that, I'll bet. That's some nasty stuff there. Of course... What's hilarious about this is that the media have set their own stupid, stupid standard for uh, for this kind of stupidity. So um, now, and unless they want to risk being called hypocrites, which they actually don't seem to mind at all that much, anyway, uh, they, somewhere on some cable show, someone is going to have to show some concern about this, at least with a, a concerned look on their face or a good nod of the head. Here's another one from Mr. Marshall. This is from 2013, quote, it's unattractive when a girl doesn't act classy and does not know how to control her feelings. Well, actually, it's unattractive when anybody doesn't know how to control their feelings. But Mr. Marshall has some explaining to do on that one, doesn't he? And Biden also has another problem, by the way, uh, as this is happening with someone named Sarah Pearl. She's a supervising videographer for the campaign, the Biden campaign and she called for defunding the police, a moronic uh, thing to say in uh, in and of itself, but but she was mocking police and on Twitter, I guess, uh, said they were worse than quote-unquote pigs. Not a nice thing to say and a sentiment that lots of people in the Democratic Party apparently have these days, but, you know, shouldn't say it out loud. But if she were to be canceled by the campaign, it wouldn't be for the comment. It would be for the stupidity of making it on Twitter, which actually I think is – Worth being canceled for is through stupidity more than the actual statement. And a supervising videographer, you know, a videographer probably isn't going to make, you know, be making too many important decisions that are going to affect the lives of Americans for years to come. And before we go, a couple of other good ones from Mr. Marshall here. Uh, he tweeted way back in 2011 As long as my, my woman looks good and turns me on, uh, she pretty much can have whatever she wants from me. Now, most men, being honest, would agree with that. But, you know, again, not a good idea to put it on Twitter. And he also tweeted the word homo a few times. So none of these things, you know, should get anybody fired. But but that doesn't mean he's not going to hear about it from somebody, maybe even Joe Biden himself, if they can, you know, wake him up and get him out of his basement. And one last thing. Here's an idea that I've come up with, and I think it's a very good idea and fair and it should be picked up and run with by somebody. How about we have a Twitter amnesty for everybody? Let's pick a year. I don't know. uh, Go back, say, seven years to 2013. That's about when Twitter started really to catch on. Maybe somebody could come up with a, a, a more accurate year for when it really, you know, got big. But so how about everybody gets a free pass for anything they said on Twitter before 2013? Republicans, Democrats could all come together on this and save everybody a lot of aggravation. Wouldn't have to be diving for t- Twitter, uh, for tweets that were made by people so that you can come back and torture them with them. But that's my idea. Twitter amnesty back to 2013. It's the least we can do. When we come back, we're going to talk about some stupidity in an area where we seem to find a lot of stupidity for some reason. Education. In this case, beginning in kindergarten. That's coming up after the break. Stick around. We're all thinking a lot about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows... Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit Windows or Russ, Pittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the world. In the industry, from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsOrUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsOrUsPittsburgh.com.
1: Issues of human suffering and societal injustice play incessantly on every outlet around us. Yet it seems like everywhere you turn, there are more unanswered questions and few honest explanations about why so many of our liberties are under attack. How do we regain order and a sense of normalcy? Find clear answers to the most important questions we face as a nation when you stream Morality in the 21st Century on Salem Now. This on-demand video discussion with syndicated media host Dennis Prager and distinguished theologian Dr. Wayne grudem gives you a well-defined understanding about the enemies within our institutions and a vibrant roadmap to protect our god-given liberties in morality in the 21st century dennis prager and wayne grudem confront the toughest social issues of today by digging deep into religious and political history and through never before told personal stories provide a clear direction for a visionary future Visit SalemNow.com to stream Morality in the 21st Century and type in the code Pittsburgh for a 20% discount. That's SalemNow.com.
2: We're Diamond and Silk, and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. No one we grew up with could have dreamed of what we have been able to accomplish. Our mother was born in poverty to share property. She was living the American nightmare.
3: So for us, the American dream meant not only the freedom to find love and follow our faith. Freedom meant not letting anyone else define who we
2: are, what we can do, or who we should vote for. In Uprising, we talk about the world we grew up in and what led us to rebel
3: against that world. And how rebellion led us to speak out on politics
2: and reach millions of viewers and how you can reach others too. You've seen us, and you've heard us. Now read all about us in Uprising.
4: Uprising by Diamond and Silk, coming August 18th. Pre-order at Amazon
1: or wherever books are sold. Traveling internationally may not have been a priority for you in recent weeks. But as our country and others around the world start to reopen, we're confident it will be safe to travel to the Holy Land this December. Israel has already reopened to the public while maintaining safe social distancing. In fact, an independent organization recently rated Israel as the number one country on its COVID-19 safety ranking. There is no better time than now to sign up to join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell from MyPillow on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. Visit the pgh.com keyword Israel to register. Seize the moment to celebrate life, freedom, and your faith by signing up to visit the inspiring Holy Land. Here's the best part. If for any reason you can't go cancel without a penalty between now and august 14th reserve your spot today and travel to israel this december with dr sebastian gorka and mike lindell visit the keyword israel
4: the john steigerwald show am 1250 the answer who knows when the
0: kids in uh, pennsylvania are going to be going back to school what they're going to find when they get there but we do know what they're going to find in virginia a lot of stupidity how about lessons in slavery and race for kids in kindergarten? Tyler O'Neill of PJ Media has the story. He joins us now. Tyler, thanks for coming back on.
2: Hey, my pleasure, John.
0: So, uh, who, Tyler, who's responsible for this brilliant idea?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it seems uh, it's, it's not exactly clear who is responsible, but you have the Loudoun County Public Schools Deciding to endorse a Southern Poverty Law Center curriculum on race, slavery, and hard history uh, for the kindergarten age group.
0: Yeah, so uh, you have written a book about the Southern uh, Poverty Law Center uh, called uh, "The Corruption of the Southern Southern po- Poverty Law Center: uh, Making Making uh, Making Hate Pay: The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center." Um, so. What are some, I mean just before we go on here so we know where this came is coming from and you, we know a little bit more about the organization what are who are some of the groups uh, that Southern Poverty Law Center has declared a hate group? Just some, <laughs> uh, some of your favorites maybe
2: Yeah, so Southern Poverty Law Center claims that Alliance defending freedom, which is a Christian nonprofit uh, uh, you know they yep. they've argued. So many cases before the Supreme Court and even their ideological opponents have said, look, SPLC, you're off your rocker calling them a hate group. They also call Family Research Council a hate group, and that uh, inspired a deranged man to try to shoot up the Family Research Council in 2012. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also call the Ruth Institute a hate group, and in doing so, they quote the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which suggests that the entire Catholic Church should be labeled a hate group if the Ruth Institute is. And then they have a whole bunch of other conservative groups like uh, Act for America, which is a national security nonprofit, uh, the Center for Security Policy, Jihad Watch, a whole bunch of organizations that are some of the farthest that you can think of from being hate groups.
0: Yeah, and, and it's pretty much if you if, you, um, if you're a member of a... If you are a follower of a religion that thinks that, uh, that marriage is between a man and a woman, you're a hate, you're a hate group, that you're automatically qualified, right?
2: Yes, it, it often seems that way. Or perhaps yeah. more, more specifically, if you lead a nonprofit that pushes that, religion, that uh, marriage should be between one man and one woman, and you're not like controlling the levers of power, then the FPLC will go after you. If you're generally, they won't go after somebody as big as the heritage foundation, for instance, Mm -hmm. even though I'm sure they'd love to, but they will go after organizations. They think that they can marginalize and, you know, they, they make hate pay by focusing on organizations that either barely exist or just don't really exist. Uh, you know, sometimes they found a Confederate memorabilia shop that they called a hate group, uh, so, and that's that's why there's a lot of corruption in it. They're not just branding their political opponents haters and comparing them with the KKK. They're also suggesting that these groups that barely exist are proof of white supremacist terrorism.
0: Yeah, and I I, I, I don't want to talk the whole time here about the SPLC, but it's just important to understand that the this group that you just talked about there for a minute or so. Um, is the one that influenced the school district down in Virginia to go with this program? That's is that is this? Is that, am I right about that?
2: Yes, sir. The SPLC runs a thing called Teaching Tolerance, uh, which mm-hmm. is kind of ironic given uh, given right. the SPLC's history and what they do. But that uh, that program pushes a teaching hard history framework that says that kids from kindergarten to age two should learn about slavery, should learn that enslaved indigenous people and Africans came from nations with diverse cultures and traditions, and that they continued many of these traditions while enslaved. Uh, they should include you know, a, a lot of issues that are really, really tough. And yet one, one of the ones that really stood out to me was that students should know that enslaved people had families that could be split up at any time. And you're teaching this to five-year-old children, you know, six-year-old children, seven-year-old children, telling them that, oh, yeah, you know, their family could have just been totally broken up. They could be removed from their parents if they were slaves. You know, are, are they trying right. to really cause these kids to have a meltdown when, when they're young? Like, wh- what exactly are they trying to do?
0: Teaching- hey, when I was a kid, I was afraid of Pinocchio you know, that the, 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 they, they, you know, they came and took kids away. I, I, I mean, I'm serious. I had nightmares about it, you know. It's not a thing you yeah. want to talk to a kid about.
2: Yeah, I had nightmares about being removed from my parents, you know, being, being put on a train. I, I don't know why. It's a very specific nightmare. But being put on a yeah. train and taken away from my family. And it's like, you know, th- this is the kind of thing that, the SPLC wants to teach these kids, and now the Loudon County Public Schools thinks it's a good idea, and they they have this yeah. listed on their website, their curriculum for kindergarten specifically.
0: Amazing. Now, I um, so just kind of to give people an idea what this means, um, it'd be like uh, in in here in Pittsburgh uh, uh, suburban school, say um, you know Mount Lebanon or Upper St Clair School District would allow the Southern Poverty Law Center to influence what they teach to kids in kindergarten. Now, the name of the the organization is the Southern Poverty Law Center. What's the southern part? I mean, why isn't it just the Poverty Law Center, and would they come this far north and try to influence people?
2: Yeah, well, they're based in Alabama, but they have a nationwide outreach. Uh, The Southern Poverty Mm -hmm. Law Center was founded to help poor Blacks in the South uh, got some some really good early civil rights victories, actually. But eventually they became a, a group targeting the Ku Klux Klan and other hate groups trying to sue them into bankruptcy, you know, a, a noble goal, but not the one that they were founded on. And then they expanded hate group further and further to include conservative and Christian groups. And so they're, they're taking that ideology that demonizes conservatives and Christians as haters and trying to teach that to kids at an early level. And, you know, some some parents in the Loudoun County school system have rightly complained that this is essentially Marxist indoctrination. And I mean, when you look at the specific things the SPLC wants to teach at that age, they don't quite get into the kind of demonizing rhetoric you see with the new york times the 1619 project but it is it is kind of setting the stage for some of that and the later aspects of the curriculum encourage social justice activism
0: yeah and uh they they believe that uh, torturing babies which is what you know we're talking about here kids in kindergarten first grade they're 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 babies and uh, the, the the stuff will quote disrupt and dismantle white supremacy and hateful language and actions. That that's what they're. This is what they want to do with kids in the first, second grade, even kindergarten.
2: And, I mean, kids at that age, they have no notion. You know, white supremacy None. is something totally alien to them. They're barely learning what it means to have a racial identity, and you know that mm-hmm. that's something the Southern Poverty Law Center acknowledges. They're saying like oh, in kindergarten you should teach people about racial identity and not to you know, not to stigmatize people about it. That kind of thing is, is fine, I suppose, but don't go off and teach a five-year-old about slavery and suggest that there's white supremacy they have to deal with.
0: We're talking to Tyler O'Neill of PJ Media about some really stupid things going on down in Virginia with the education system down there. Uh, again, uh, just to kind of localize it, I, 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 I just, I'm just having a hard time imagining people here, you know, that I know, relatives, and uh, you know, uh, who have kids in school, listening to the Southern Poverty Law Center for more than 12 seconds about anything, much less <laughs> sitting there and allowing that group to decide what their kindergarten kid is going to learn in school. And so, I mean, how does it get to that point? Who? How do they sneak their way in? And, and, and find enough stupid people to go along with their agenda?
2: Well, the SPLC has a very wide reach, and it's part of this general shift. You see a lot of these, uh, you know, quote-unquote social justice, civil rights organizations that started out pushing a noble cause, but they've, they've devolved and turned into these leftist activist groups. And people still, you know, a lot of mainstream media outlets In the case of the SPLC, you have big tech, you have corporate America. A lot of people look at the SPLC and think that they're reliable. You know, Amazon has excluded people on the hate group list from the Amazon Smile program. So the SPLC has a very wide reach. And that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, because I want people to know that this is a corrupt group that they should not be listening to. But uh, yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Over the past Two or three decades they've been pushing teaching tolerance into schools across America. And they do it in the name of anti discrimination. And in the name of anti-discrimination, they push ever more radical views. Like they've they've suggested that first graders should learn about microaggression. They've suggested that three and four year old kids should be taught about transgender identity. And like there's this all this absurdity that they smuggle in there in the name of fighting discrimination. And I learned just two years ago that the Denver Public Schools, I grew up in Denver, Colorado. I grew up in Golden. Uh, and I, I didn't quite go to the Denver Public Schools. I went to Co County uh, Schools, which is right next to that. But the Denver County Public School System said they share the same values as the Southern Poverty Law Center. And that just terrified me as a, as a conservative Christian, knowing that this group that demonizes people who believe in conservative values is being adopted wholesale by a lot of school districts across the country. It's something we have to speak out against and let people know in your area that this is not an organization to be trusted.
0: Yeah, and um, again, as, as always with stuff like this, the, some a group like this, a Southern Poverty Law Center comes in, and it uh, it it fools enough gullible people to think that this is a good idea, and then it's not just that. It's you you you're not allowed to debate uh, that what kind of a, a program they're offering, or 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 your or your if you if you protest it, if you if you say you don't think it's a good idea, it's not. You it can't just be that you don't think it's a good idea. It must mean you're a racist. So that, yeah, and that's exactly. how they 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 um browbeat people into accepting it out of the fear of being called a racist or a bigot, a homophobe, a transphobe, whatever you want to call it, because you don't go along with this program.
2: Well, or in this case, part of the quote unquote white supremacy yeah. that is behind everything, supposedly. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's gas. But the problem so, is it's a, it's a very it's a big and growing narrative and the New York Times sixteen nineteen project pushed it. And actually, one of the, you know, these, these deadly riots we've been seeing across America, uh, the founder of the 1619 Project said that it would be an honor. She deleted that tweet later. But originally said it would be an honor for the riots to be called the 1619 Riots. At yeah. least 23 people have been killed in these riots.
0: And this is a, uh, uh, you know, when you're talking about something like the 1619 Project, and that was going to be my next question, if this is a preview or a... Or a Uh, sequel or something it's a it's a it's a uh, it's attached somehow to the 1619 project but the 1619 project is not some theory that conservatives have or some uh, some conspiracy theory or some uh i don't know paranoia about what liberals are trying to do it's it's just it's there and it's not making any apologies for what that stands for and it's being accepted by thousands of school districts including probably virginia down there
2: yeah, it's, it's gaining a wide foothold, and it's particularly terrifying when you see an organization like the Smithsonian uh, adopt a lesson that considers whiteness to include all sorts of aspects of American and Western culture, including capitalism, science, the nuclear family, Christianity, and then, of course, it, there's this absolutely offensive racist angle that says that a work ethic, delayed gratification being polite and getting to meetings on time are aspects of a whiteness culture. I mean, what is that trying to say? Is that trying to say that black people can't get to meetings on time? Like, what no, are you saying? I is don't know. Fundamentally I, racist.
0: Yep. I'm, hey, Tyler, I'm out of time. Uh, I really appreciate you being on uh, the pieces on PJ Media. and Just uh, stay away from the Southern Poverty Law Center. Thanks, Tyler.
2: My pleasure.
0: Okay, that's Tyler O'Neill, PJ Media. We'll be right back.
5: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The White House is pushing back against criticism from Democrats over the sending of federal agents to deal with unrest on the streets of Portland. Democratic politicians denouncing President Trump's deployment of federal forces to Portland, but White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany says the president remains resolute and the administration might send federal agents to Chicago and other major American cities. Residents from 31 states must now quarantine from four or four 14 days when arriving in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, as dozens of states are facing positive COVID-19 rates. Ukrainian police say an armed man who seized hostages on a bus in the western city of Lusk has been detained. All of the people he had held have been freed unharmed. Stocks were mixed. The Dow gained 159 points, but the NASDAQ was off 86.
6: Here it is. Call eight four four forty five 45 bible That's eight four four forty five 45 bible Eight four four forty five 45 bible
4: Jay Sekulow leads the fight protecting this president. The decisions issued today, the Supreme Court has temporarily blocked both Congress and New York prosecutors from obtaining the president's financial records. Here's what it means. Number one, no documents are being delivered either to Congress or to the district attorney. But what the court did leave open, and we are going to do this, is we will go to federal court and we will go back through this process again. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, at AM 1250 the answer.
1: The Answer Pittsburgh celebrates the high school class of 2020 and we'd like to reward your college bound seniors achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at theanswerpgh.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes brought to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround, and this station.
4: Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at dennisspira.com.
1: When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School in Champion PA. Find a school that's right for you at the slash tuitions.
4: AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223 CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
0: Those stubborn jam-ups continue on our Parkway East on 376 Outbound between 885 and the Squirrel Hill Tunnel inbound after Edgewood-Swiss failed to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. A burst water main in Mount Washington on Warrington Avenue at Bogston Avenue, and there are delays An accident on Route 51, Route 51 at Crane Avenue, in that area jammed. Taking
7: a
2: look at the Parkway West, earlier volume delays have cleared out nicely, and we're good to go there.
0: I'm Ann Evans, and that's a look at your traffic.
4: AM 1250, the answer, Weather.
1: Shower or thunderstorm, otherwise cloudy and humid. Tonight's low, 69. Sunshine and some clouds, humid. Wednesday with a shower or heavy thunderstorm, high 82. Wednesday night, cloudy with a shower or thunderstorm, low 68. Thursday, clouds and sun with a shower or thunderstorm, with a high 82. With your AccuWeather
4: forecast, I'm Andy Rob. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The
0: answer. Well, where's Joe Biden these days? Apparently, uh, he came out of his um, his basement, and uh, he was interviewed somewhere. But I, I think he's out there either today or last night. He was running around telling people that he was, he's all for uh, a government-funded or free. I don't know if it's one of the free things, um, pre-K and kindergarten education. And, uh, you know, I've just never understood the fascination with pre-k anyway why kid why they when they started thinking that kids that were two and three years old needed to go to school um i i it's one of those things that makes me glad to have grown up when i did that when i was three i was out rolling around in the dirt playing with a trucks or something not in a preschool being already at that age uh tortured by organization and structure which i don't you know i don't know three-year-olds don't need or want but anyway uh that's uh, apparently uh, i know I just I'll, I'll let you hear this report here uh, and then uh, as you're listening to it think about if this were um if you just substitute the name trump for biden and whether this might be getting a little bit more attention i don't think it's getting any attention uh on in the media i don't even see it on fox it may be there but i don't know how much attention it's getting but I don't know. I think maybe it ought to. Listen to this report. It was yesterday from uh, One America
3: News. Democrat presidential candidate and former Vice President Joe Biden finds himself in more hot water this week. Just confirmed, a Ukrainian court ordered Joe Biden to be formally listed in a criminal case. The crime? the alleged firing of Ukraine's former prosecutor general, Viktor Shokin, in exchange for dropping an investigation into Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and the company for which he was a board member, Burisma Oil. Shokin formally called for an investigation into his firing back in February of 2020, claiming the Ukrainian government at the time relieved Shokin of his post in exchange for $1 billion in loan guarantees promised by Biden. A bribe Biden himself admitted to doing. the
4: prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a... (laughs) You got fired.
3: But at the time Shokin called for this case back in February, the courts listed one of the defendants as an unnamed American, an individual widely understood to be Joe Biden, Obama's Ukraine point man. But Biden was never formally named. Now, the courts have ruled it is improper to conceal Biden's name and that there is sufficient evidence to proceed with an investigation. The ruling cannot be appealed. Another key development in this story is the release of a series of telephone conversations that has garnered major questions. Andrei Durkach, a member of parliament in Ukraine, in a press conference Tuesday released what he says appear to be voice recordings of then-Secretary of State John Kerry, Vice President Joe Biden, and then-President of Ukraine Poroshenko, discussing the Burisma case and discussing the removal of Viktor Shokin. Neither Kerry, Biden, nor Poroshenko have affirmed the verity of these recordings. The recordings appear to have been leaked from government officials and whistleblowers, but are currently being verified. Ukrainian President Zelensky stated he anticipates more developments over the course of the summer and says the case could qualify as high treason. Candidate Biden has yet to respond to this latest development. Chanel Vian, One American News, the White House.
0: So, uh what do you think? You think if that was Donald Trump there might be a little bit of alarm do you think people would be uh losing their minds over at CNN and MSNBC? I'm looking I don't I don't know that it um um I I don't know that he, if they're doing much with it over there. Um and there there's a, I'm, I'm I'm uh googling Joe Biden, Ukraine, and CNN, and it comes up uh, a story from uh, a couple of days ago. Democrats raise concern over Russian-linked campaign targeting Biden. They're talking about worrying about Joe being affected by the Russians. Um, but uh, I, I, this, this is this is a guy who's running for president, um, and uh, he's being he's 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 been named a criminal suspect. In another country, where his son worked and made millions of dollars, I don't know. Call me crazy, but I I don't know. I just think that's kind of a big story, and you would think that um, that m- maybe because it's from One American News and the the liberal uh, outlets hate One American News, but I don't see a whole lot about it on Fox. I don't know. I thought it would be when I saw that report. I thought it would be it would send reporters scurrying to Ukraine. To start uh, asking questions, we'll see if it does. I don't know. Maybe people are too concerned about who's wearing a mask or not, uh, and um, the, to, to cover stories like this. Who knows? But another story, um, interesting. Last night, um, at the end of Tucker Carlson's show, uh, this this kind of speaks for itself. Um, listen to what Tucker Carlson had to say last night about what's happening to him. Uh, with the courtesy of the uh, New York Times. Listen to this.
8: One more thing before we go tonight. Since this show began almost four years ago, I've really tried not to talk about myself on the air or even use the first person pronoun. The last thing this country needs is more narcissism. It's not very interesting anyway. People who use the word I a lot tend to bore everyone but themselves. But tonight we're going to make an exception to that rule. We don't have much choice. Last week, the New York Times began working on a story about where my family and I live. As a matter of journalism, there is no conceivable justification for a story like that. The paper is not alleging we've done anything wrong, and we haven't. We pay our taxes, we like our neighbors, we've never had a dispute with anyone. So why is the New York Times doing a story on the location of my family's house? Well, you know why? To hurt us, to injure my wife and kids so that I will shut up and stop disagreeing with them. They believe in force, we've learned that. Two years ago, a left-wing journalist publicized our home address in Washington. A group of screaming Antifa lunatics showed up while I was at work. They vandalized our home. They threatened my wife. She called 911 while hiding in a closet. A few weeks later, they showed up again at our house. For the next year, they sent letters to our home threatening to kill us. We tried to ignore it. It felt cowardly to sell our home and leave. We raised our kids there in the neighborhood, and we loved it. But in the end, that's what we did. We have four children, it just wasn't worth it. But the New York Times followed us. The paper has assigned a political activist called Murray Carpenter to write a story about where we are now. They've hired a photographer called Tristan Spinski to take pictures. Their story about where we live is slated to run in the paper this week. Editors there know exactly what will happen to my family when it does run. I called them today and I told them, but they didn't care. They hate my politics, they want this show off the air. If one of my children gets hurt because of a story they wrote, they won't consider it collateral damage. They know it's the whole point of the exercise to inflict pain on our family, to terrorize us, to control what we say. That's the kind of people they are. They'll deny this, of course. They'll claim it's just journalism, just the facts. Really? So how would Murray Carpenter and his photographer Tristan Spinsky feel if we told you where they live, if we put pictures of their homes on the air? What if we publicize the home address of every one of the soulless robot editors at the New York Times who assigned and managed this incitement to violence against my family? What about the media editor, Jim Windolf? We could do that. We know who they are. Would that qualify as journalism? We doubt they'd consider it journalism. They'd call it criminal behavior if we did it. And that tells you everything.
0: So that's the New York Times. And by the way, speaking of the New York Times... And we talked at the top of the show about uh, cancellation. You know, people being canceled for many times for things they have nothing to do with. I mean, uh, Thomas Jefferson and and George Washington. There are people out there trying to cancel them and uh, for for things things that they did uh, 250 years ago, um, and and for having the nerve to have been part of the world that they lived in instead of instead of knowing in 1770. Five that um or 1765 uh when they were when they owned slaves that uh, that they should have been thinking like they were living in 2020 but uh, but the new york times apparently uh according to a story in the new york post by michael goodwin the family that owns the new york times were slaveholders yeah uh that's right um this, uh, the, the Bertha Levy Oaks, the mother of Times Patriarch Adolph S. Oaks, supported the South in slavery. She was caught smuggling medicine to Confederates in a baby carriage, and her brother Oscar uh, joined the rebel army. And it says here, uh, that uh, Michael Gooden says, I have since learned that according to a family history, Oscar Levy, Levi maybe, I don't know, L-E-V-Y, uh, fought alongside two Mississippi cousins, Uh, uh, meaning at least three members of Bertha's family fought for secession. Adolph Oaks' uh, own Southern sympathies were reflected in the content of the Chattanooga Times, which is the first newspaper he owned, and then the New York Times. And then he published an editorial in 1900 saying the Democratic Party, which Oaks supported at the time, quote, may justly insist that the evils of Negro suffrage were wantonly inflicted on them. And then six years later, they, they published a glowing profile of Jefferson Davis, the president of the Confederacy. It was the 100th anniversary of his birth, and they called him the great southern leader. Now, this is the New York Times. I, do you, I mean, when you find this stuff out, uh, I, I don't know. I've never been in the New York Times building, but do they have, like, Paintings of the Oaks guys, O-C-H-S, uh, is there named, is there, are there paintings of these guys on the walls there? Is there a bust of any of them, like a statue? Uh, are there any awards at the paper named after these guys? Uh, Oaks reportedly made contributions to rebel memorials, including $1,000 to the enormous Stone Mountain Memorial in Georgia. You know about that one. That celebrates uh, Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee, and Stonewall Jackson. And he made the donation in 1924 so his mother, who died 16 years earlier, could be on the founder's role. And so the 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 mother of the founder of the New York Times has her name on the Stonewall Jackson uh, monument down in uh, Georgia. And adding in a letter he did uh, when he sent his money in, he says uh, Robert E. Lee was her idol. This is the New York Times uh, uh, family, you know, the the family that founded this great newspaper. In the years before his death in 1931, Oaks' brother George was simultaneously an officer of the New York Times Company and a leader of the New York chapter of the Sons of Confederate Veterans. This is the New York Times. People should be running out of the building, ashamed, ashamed to work there. And all that would be bad enough given that the same family still owns the Times and allows it to become a leader in the movement to demonize America's founding and rewrite history. This is Good uh, Goodwin writing. Uh, he says that uh, the Times allows it to become a leader in the movement to dem- demonize America's founding and rewrite history to put slavery at its core. That's the 1619 Project. This is the newspaper that is spreading all the stuff that we talked about on the previous segment from the 1619 Project, and these guys were all racists and 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 sympathizers with the Confederacy and, and in favor of slavery, and they own the new york times and they, and how can the New York Times even be allowed to, to exist anymore as part of that revisionism? George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Abraham Lincoln are suddenly beyond redemption, their great deeds cancelled by their flaws. But shouldn't should, this is good when writing? But shouldn't such breathtaking self-righteousness include the responsibility to lead by example? Shouldn't the Times first clean out the Confederates in its own closet? This is too uh, good to be true that they would come up with something like this. Uh, this is this is the New York Times and their Confederates. Their the the the, the mother of the founder uh, considered Robert E. Lee an idol. Her idol. And the New York Times is out there with a the 1619 project. I uh, wonder how that would have gone over with the Oaks boys uh, back in 1930 if somebody would have come up with that stupid thing. How would uh, these guys have felt about that? Probably wouldn't have gotten past them, I'm guessing. Anyway, we come back. I, I, got, a, I got another little uh, piece here that was really good. And it's written by a guy who went to Pitt. I don't know if he's a Pittsburgh guy. I don't know anything about him. But it's a black guy who says, It's time for the conversation about black lives to stop focusing on white people. Makes way too much sense. We'll talk about that when we come back. Stick around. Uncle Tom is a movie that leftist Democrats don't want you to see, which, of course, is one big reason why you should want to see it. Uh, Uncle Tom stars Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, and Brandon Tatum. Now, they all share three things in common. They're courageous, they had a life-changing experience, and they are black conservative Americans. Something else they have in common? Their voices are the ones the leftists don't want you to hear at a time when so many desperately need to hear it. It's their stories of how their lives were changed when they finally figured out the truth. It's the story of black conservatives. In their own voice. You can see Uncle Tom now on pay-per-view. Just go to UncleTom.com and download it. The stories that these courageous people have to tell will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. It's a story of redemption and hope. It's the story of America's black conservatives. And it's the truth. See Uncle Tom now. Just go to UncleTom.com.
7: The home of the brave and the land of the free. This means more to us today than it ever has. And with this pandemic, our military families are sacrificing in many ways most of us can't imagine. All to ensure safety for us and our families for generations to come. Well, Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son owners of Relief Factor, have shown they love our military families too. By starting Honor Bound Coffee, they've committed 100% of the profits to support and serve well-deserving military families. Honor Bound Coffee is a premium coffee at about 40% less less than other premium coffees and is roasted to order and shipped nearly immediately right to your door month after month with a 100% no hassle cancellation policy to get started Pete and Seth know you'll love it so they're offering 50% off your first order that's right 50% off your first order with 100% of the profits going to serve and support military families like through the Semper Fi fund premier coffee with a purpose only at honorboundcoffee.com HonorboundCoffee.com.
0: You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, My Pillow is offering an exclusive radio special today. They're offering buy one get one free on a variety of their amazing products, including the Supima My Pillows, My Pillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcases, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to mypillow.com and enter promo code STAG, or call 800-716 eight oh eight seven be sure to use promo code stag. My pillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with the global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. I love golf,
7: and I also stink at golf. I've tried it all the lessons, the special swing contraptions, the neon brush tees, the funny hats, the putting all of my change in my left pocket. I like to say I just happen to have a high golf handicap. My friends would say, I have a high talent disadvantage. Luckily, while I might be fighting some disadvantages on the golf course, at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're lucky to be able to serve listeners with a unique advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. And for you, that can mean shorter turnaround times and often a lower rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money on a new home, refinance, or cash-out refinance. We are United Faith Mortgage.
2: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25, Middle Park, Middle, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
4: You're listening to the John wall Show on AM 1250, The Answer.
0: You now I'm always wondering why uh, guys who have opinions like this guy here, uh, Delano Squires, a black man, who wrote a piece uh, f- at the Federalist called "It's Time for the Conversation About Black Lives to Stop Focusing on White People." He also has a a blog uh, called Truth No Chaser, but it, it, he writes uh, here about uh, all the you know all the stuff that's been going on as a result of the deaths of Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, uh, and he says that the, these passionate claims have been have met broad uh, agreement from leftist elected officials that that, uh, that racist white police, uh, racist whites and police pose the same threat threat or worse to black Americans today. Um, these passionate claims uh, have met broad agreement from leftist elected officials, and he says the ubiquity of the claims, combined with their general lack of relevant supporting evidence, highlights a distinct peculiarity. Peculiarity with black, within black political culture, black leaders fight harder against white supremacy than they do for black progress tendency for the black leadership class to evaluate the values beliefs and behaviors of white people above those of black people that is why public discourse about the obstacles facing blacks in america is dominated by things white people must fix like systemic racism or unconscious bias rather than things black people can control such as their culture and values this perverse line of thinking gives the impression that black problems only matter when white people cause them and that white thoughts are more important than black actions. See, I, I, have always, I say it all the time that I try not to put my, I, I, don't, I refuse to put myself in the, in the shoes of a black person in America. I would never even begin to think that I could imagine what it's like. But I, I think about this, and, and as a, as a black person, I wonder if I would be uh, insulted by the way uh, I'm, I'm treated. In the sense that I'm, I, I'm, I'm so helpless, and that I need, I can only exist if the white people help me. Uh, and it's, and this guy, uh, it's just, he, he, he nails it. Uh, he talks about all the, all the, uh, the problems caused by black-on-black crime that nobody wants to talk about. And he talks about the mass incarceration narrative. He says, contrary to popular books like the Jim, New Jim Crow, and uh, the, like Thirteenth racist drug enforcement is not what's behind the large population of black americans behind bars that's something that most people believe that it's all that it's just unfair um, um, prosecutions for drug crimes he says the truth is that 61 percent of black inmates in state prisons by far the largest part of the prison system are there for violent crimes drug possession accounts for just three percent of the black prison population and He says, violent crimes against blacks is another issue that only inspires national attention or outrage when a white perpetrator is involved. The sad truth is that despite being 13 percent of the population, blacks make up more than half of the nation's homicide victims. I want to read the end of it here. Any political philosophy that says black people are powerless victims of societies, institutions, and systems who require white people to use their autonomy, agency, and privilege to uplift blacks is held down by the black intelligentsia's unique view of white supremacy, suggesting whites have a greater capacity for moral reasoning, emotional regulation, and reasoned decision-making than blacks is a paternalistic and fatalizing impulse that should be rejected completely." How does that not make sense? It's, it's, it's condescension, and I, I don't know how it is able to um, go on the way it does. But I'm glad there's some people out there pushing against it. That guy's name is Delano Squires. Check his blog out, Truth No Chaser. Check me out tomorrow. I'll See you then. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.